Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Gooners to Gooner. Uh, I'm Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus. And this one is with Johnny. Johnny from the North Bank. Enjoy his story. Hello, and here we come to our penultimate Gooner to Gooner chat with one of um, the participants, panelists, whatever you want to call us, on um, the Guns and Yellow Ribbons podcast. This one is um, uh, Johnny, Johnny Hubbard, Johnny from the North Bank. Johnny, how are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Still, this fucking cold is going on. It's into oh, the third yeah. week, but fuck it, you know. You know, women will never understand their moan about fucking childbirth and all that sort of shit. No, it's far worse. Yeah, it's far, far, far worse. So listen, let's jump into it. As you know, you've heard the others. We've got prescribed uh, questions. Um, I sent them through to you uh, a week or so ago, and you've had a little time to think about them. And uh, I'll just ask you the first one. You ready? Yeah, I'm good. Johnny, who are you? I'm Johnny from the North Bank Cupboard. Okay, and what do you do? I am a uh, building site supervisor. I like supervise electricians and plumbers and stuff. But I used to be a salesman and I trained to be a chef once upon a time. Salesman? What did you sell? Any old shit, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, we've all done that because I'm, I'm a salesman myself. But in particular, what were you selling? Well, I was brought up uh, working on Brick Lane Market uh, near Bethnal Green, which is now hipstified with uh, people in ironic clothing. Um, but it used to be a really good But they all look market. unique, don't they? Yeah, they all look unique, but yet they all look the fucking same. <laughs> Come on, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, hipsters, don't, don't press my hipster button, I'll go off for ages. <laughs> yeah, so like from like a young age, I was brought up working next to my mum on a market stall, so... I had like that early thing, and then I ended up working at what is now known as Curry's, but it used to be called Dixon's, straight mm-hmm. out of college. And then I was a holiday rep for a little while, and then I went back to working in retail. Ibiza? No, Mag- uh, it was uh, it was Mallorca, but I was in like the family bit on the West Coast. It was really Oh, nice. you weren't proper shagaloof then? No, no, but I had to go there like three times a week. It was such a chore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and what else did you say the other thing you'd done was? Um, some people may have picked up on the, the fa- chef. Yes, chef. Uh, I appeared on MasterChef UK. Yeah, you tell us a little back. bit about that. Yeah, so uh, I taught myself to cook uh, age 20, 21, um, from well, watching videos online and stuff. And then I thought to myself, oh, bollocks of this, I'm, I, I'm quite good at this, so... I'm going to apply for MasterChef. So I was like, oh, yeah, go through that. I went through about like... How, how good of a cook did you think you were then? Pub chef sort of thing or better, lower? Like a scale of one to ten, a pub chef. Where well, would you... I've, well, I was brought up in an Irish family and we kind of like emote through food and enjoyment of life. Oh, I get that. I get that. Uh, and uh, whenever there was a big occasion, it was all always around food or what we would eat or where we would go, what we 
uh, or we would drink together. Um, so a kind of like it, it was a natural. Well, well, it's, gen- it's generally food and drink and crack crack August Kiol, and it's not that crack you're thinking about. It's just like fun and music, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, a bit of trad in the background, and then you you're away you go. Hmm. So so. Sorry, I, I spoke over to you. How, how, what level of chef do you think you were when you decided to plunge for uh, Master Chef? I, you know what? I wasn't sure. Uh, I would just pick up recipes and then like, I would find them really, really easy. And I was like, oh, that's quite nice. And I'll try the next thing and I'll try things from like, around the world and stuff. And um, I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll give this a go. See, it's kind of test me metal a little bit. And. Uh, I actually did some work experience at a Gordon Ramsay restaurant in Mayfair. I've been to Claridge's. No, I went to Claridge's. I, I, I worked. I did a, a bit of work experience at Mays, which is on Grosvenor okay. Square, which yeah. is in a weird, ironic circle of life is where I've been working for the last year or so on Grosvenor Square, on a building site a few doors down. Um, and I must have been good because they offered me. I offered me a job. But at the time, it was would have been like an unpaid internship kind of thing. Um, but I wasn't ready for that, you know. Uh, it was I was living out in Essex, so it didn't really, it wasn't the right time for me. So how far did you get in MasterChef? Uh, I think it worked out to be like the last fifteen or so. I think the last yeah, the last fifteen out of thirty thousand. And so uh, you're on telly. Yes, I was on the telly. I was on uh, one episode. Okay. And uh, uh, I've got a new lady friend of my life who uh, I wanted to see the videos and we watched them uh, for like for me the first time in a long time. Actually. Are they on catch up TV still? Uh, no, I just Google the the episode and uh, and then they pop up on right, Daily okay. Motion. You got you got to give us the numbers. What episode is it? Series what? Episode what? It's like UK. It must have UK. 2011 episode one okay um yeah okay i'll actually have a look at that after this after this so listen enough about um salesmen chefs and all that sort of stuff electricians why arsenal uh it was my stepdad actually um uh my mum brought me up pretty much and uh when my stepdad turned up it was like my first foray into football how old were you then? I was about seven. Okay. And uh, yeah, like my granddad was was rugby, but like not majorly. It was more of a a wafting and out kind of sport kind of thing. He was more into his into his bikes. Uh, and I had no other like male influence until he came along. So was, when he came along with uh, football and Arsenal, I was quite quite enamoured with it. So yeah, he kind of got me into it, and I kind of got swept up in the enthusiasm can, can you remember your first game uh i do it was at highbury in the in the um family enclosure and it was against everton and i remember lee dixon coming over to take a throw in and he was no further than like the length of my living room away it was just amazing uh and i, I kind of got the bug then uh, what what age would you been then i think i would have been about eight i think okay and what was the result? Can you remember the result? Or you don't care. Uh, I want to say it was like two nil, but I've never really, you know, that's something I should really have checked. But no, I never really checked. 
So Lee Dixon, is he up there with your favourite players or who would your favourite player be and why? Well, um, as people who have looked on our website will, will notice that my profile picture is a picture of me and Ian Wright. That's so cool. And uh, this was like when I was really, really young. I was uh, sort of oh, I must have been about that age, actually. About uh, it was the year that we had the, like the blue lightning kit. So I, was, I think that would have been like ninety six. Ninety. No, no, because 95. No, no, I, I'm sure. I know we had the blue turtle in 2000. The lightning kit. Yeah, it's probably about 97 because we moved over green lanes around then. So, yeah, 96, 97. You know what? I think it was 95. I'm thinking about it now because I, I moved up to secondary school in 1996 just to make you feel old. How uh, old are you? I'm 34. All right, so you're two years um, older than my son. So, okay, yeah, fucking hell. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it was about 95. <laughs> Just so people don't get their fingers and th- toes out, uh, you will hear a my G2G, which you've already pre-recorded. My son, <clears> I, <throat> I, I, I um, he's my adoptive son. But nonetheless, very similar story, and it'd be interesting. Go on. Well, you say that, but you're more or less the same age as my mum, so you can't really get away with that, can you? I'm 48. <laughs> yeah, well, well. You know, <laughs> yeah, well, fucking move on, move on. <laughs> I'm 29 again. Woo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Ian Wright, as 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 my overall, and it, 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 I just think he embodied the, uh, the 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 passion that I really really enjoyed as a child watching Arsenal and just seeing the joy that he had when he when he played. He just—he was like the personification of pure joy when he scored for Arsenal. It was fantastic. And could you, if you were to look at the current Unai Emery's first season's um, uh, squad, and maybe even dip back a season or so as well, if you want, um, can you see anybody that you would even say comes close to that? You know, when we did these questions, I, I mean, I feel about. A while back, and um, I, I, I said Lucas Torreira just for the sheer in the first half of the season, his sheer impact that he that he had on our on our squad. But I've given it a lot more thought, and I, I think very very close, if not an equal, then I would say Lacazette just because recent like, form, or some of it recent form. But I mean, if you look back through this season. His tenacity and his willingness to run back and link up play, and his unselfishness, uh, and he's he's warmed to the crowd as well. And he loves he can he tell loves the North he, Bank. He loves it when we sing. We, he loves it when we we sing his song. And he can every sing. time his thumbs go up and we get yep. the, uh, an applause. Yeah, indeed. But he doesn't smile as much as Ian Wright, does he? He doesn't. No, um, but I think that's more because. Not, Name, name one player now at the very Aubameyang. top level that, yeah, but not on, not when he's playing, not when he's uh, on the pitch. He's... When he's on the sidelines, yeah, you, you see him, you see him, uh, you see him smile and stuff, and you get that with Lacazette as well. But when they're on the pitch, they're all business. They are. Sure Harry, Harry Kane is smiling, isn't that what he's doing? No, no, that's just Harry's deformed face falls. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Okay. So, you said you started uh, follow how how you started following um, Arsenal and so on. So you're 34. Tell us a bit more about 
like you know um you bring your kids don't you and yeah i'm quite i'm quite um oh, I, I i think you you have to guide your children to things that you think they'll enjoy but also things you want to share with them because it's those shared experiences even if it's something that they don't particularly want to do when they first start uh, it, it sticks with them through their life so i've got two daughters um and I wouldn't change a thing. Um, I'll bring my eldest to the football, and it's her birthday. Probably about when, uh, by the time this comes out, uh, in like the third week of April, when we play Crystal Palace. So I'm going to take her to that game, and uh, she she loves it. And I've got quite a few anecdotes. Uh, I think um, from when we took her for her first game, and it just makes me laugh so so much. Just to take her, and she's getting more and more into it. Before she was all in her shell, and she's just generally like that as a kid. But you bring them to the football, and she's like me. I'm generally I don't never really raise my voice or uh, anything met, outside I've, of work. Is this the daughter you've I've met? met? Yeah, yeah, that's the daughter you've met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you go to the football, she starts to open up, and and you tell her it's okay to shout, it's okay to scream the 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 chants and everything, and sing with everybody else, and it's a release. It's kind of like screen therapy for people and for Neanderthals. Well, that, that, that's that, that's what things. football. That that is what football was. People went to work and worked hard Monday to Friday, and on three o'clock on a Saturday they went to the football. They screamed and shouted and and got off the nuts, like you know, not necessarily drinking drugs as people some sometimes do now. Yeah. But they they just had that release of from hard graft to enjoyment of like. You know, and 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 your daughter's experience of that—it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So you're at Essex now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So I I grew up in in Bow in East London. So you got a fake tan and white teeth? No, oh, fuck no. God, I hate them people. I think that all, all those um, um, what do they call them? The, the Towie people. Um, they're they're all vacuous human beings with no talent and no no intelligence, in my opinion. And Highbury, you've been to Highbury and the Emirates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which do you prefer? Um, you know, well, okay. Everyone's going to have their. Um, everyone does have the harking back to it was always great, and when I was a kid, Christmas was better, and so on. Um, I'm not trying to lead you down a, a way on this one, but mm. like you know, people people do have. Um, I can't think of the phrase, but they they, they do have this beautiful sort of memory of Highbury which it was fantastic and then we've got this fantastic stadium that we've been in now nearly 13 years you know mm. it's a long time a lot of people who li- listen to this podcast and who listen or on social media have never in never in their adult life even experienced Highbury and yet again they hark back to go oh Highbury was better than the Emirates um what would you what did you what do you, did you like about Highbury um, and what do you like about the Emirates? And, and and just give us a couple of minutes about which you prefer about what. Or you know you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of my little hobbies is is it's actually fueled from my visits to the the, the Marble Hall, and I, I quite like that that era of architecture from like the the the, the 30s. Yeah, deck of nineteen thirty five. Yeah, I, I, it, it's it's become quite a thing for me that I like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, but that's what I took away from it. It's just this grand building, and it you was right next to the action, and you, you felt part of it, and it felt intimate. 
I don't get that as much with the Emirates, but I like it in other ways. I feel like it is like a... Because I, I, I had a, a long gap uh, of basically being able to afford to go to the football. And mm -hmm. in the last couple of years, I've managed to um, carve out some, you know, some extra money to be able to afford... Uh, tickets to go and for me I like it for a different reason I like going there because well it's, it's, a, it's almost a cliche you know so it's, like it's my Arsenal family you know the last few years I, I can't I can't argue with you I'm the same yeah I mean it's I mean I've got a lovely lady who sits next to me called Joe. she's fantastic she is uh, lovely uh you, yeah you've met her now yeah. and um you know, I had uh, Steve, who's, who's sitting next to me, and now I've got Trev, as of this season. Who's abandoned us. Who's abandoned us. Uh, at the time of recording, he is flying out to Greece as we speak. Fucker's lying on the beach now, isn't he? Bastard. And it's yeah. freezing over here. It is. It was bloody freezing and raining today. I mm. think it rained in his honour. But yeah, I, mean, I, love, I love the Emirates for all new reasons. Uh, and I go to have, you know, balance in my life, because otherwise... It'll all be about work, 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 and then waiting for the weekend to see my kids. It's it's not really what life should be about. And by doing stuff like that, it's, it adds at what I call adds texture to my life. So it's That's not me just all time the same. for you, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. And um, other sporting interests? What do you do otherwise? Um, well, I, I I like I like playing pool, not snooker. I like playing pool, and uh, I used to like in my late teens. I used to go to my cousin's pub in Bethnal Green, and used to play a lot. And um, I ended up being like the captain of the pool team and stuff like that. I just like that kind of thing. I'd go literally at like nineteen. I'd go to the the evening standard seller at uh, Liverpool Street when they used to actually charge you for the evening standard. And I'd get, give her a tenner and she'd give me a bag of tw 50p's because the table used to take 50p's. And I'd literally go there, get a, get a pint and I would play game after game. And then anybody who wanted to come and play me, they could see if they could beat me, which they never did. Okay. Uh, I'm I Pool-wise, um, I, I find I play a game of pool the first couple of games I'm shit at, but I'm normally having a pint. Third game, I'm getting okay. Fourth game, halfway through it. I shit again. Yeah, you got to sign that that beer wheat, uh, at sweet spot. Yeah, that sweet spot, and I'm I'm just crap at it. Don't like with all it. all life, I find. Yeah, it's all about the sweet <laughs> spot, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you have ended up on the Guns and Yellow Ribbons podcast. Um, you've done a bit of blogging for us, I think. Haven't you done? Have you done? A I've blog? written a couple of things, but yeah. they've never been good enough to be published. I don't think. <laughs> um, in fairness, blog-wise, we don't put lots up because um, that side is 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 uh, Mike's uh, Boston's uh, side, and he's a bit under it at the minute. So, mm. but but nonetheless, how the hell did you find us? Because I didn't, even though you're what uh, twenty, thirty feet away from me mm. in the stadium, um, you're. 10 miles away you live from me roughly 10 15 miles away yeah about that yeah. I, I i didn't know you um and i don't think you're an arsenal fans forum or if you were i wasn't no no, no. um so uh, how the hell did you find guns and yellow ribbons um how did you start listening and how did you get involved oh well, i think it was uh, uh my commute into into work was fucking long and uh, i ride a motorbike in 
and uh, just to take away from the drudgery, I have a headphone in and I listen to radio or podcasts or something. Um, <coughs> one one earphone, just anybody who's safety concerned. Um, and I, I was just trying to listen to anything to do with Arsenal. It was a, it was a, a little bit of an ob- obsession at the time, just trying to get more and more um, news because it was all around the uh, the Wenger out um, and. I just wanted to find more opinions and listen to credible people, and I end up li- talking. I end up, end up chatting to people on Facebook, and I, I listen to about a dozen different podcasts. And Guns and Yellow Ribbons kind of stood out a little bit. I think I commented Why? on something on Facebook, and uh, me and you got chatting. And I think one of the guy that you had then. He probably had a shit headset or something, and I happened to comment it. You know, the the, the audio quality wasn't good. You know, if you needed that, be Manny. No, no, it was another fella. Um, the one, one of the a guy. I think it was like the first time he'd done it, and he's never been on since. I can't, I can't remember his name now. Uh, I want to say it's Chris. Anyway, I digress. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think you messaged me, and uh, we got chatting, and it was like. If you buy one of these headsets, um, we'll do a sound test and then we'll see. We'll take it from there. I was just like, "Yeah, fine, let's go, let's go for it." And I tell you what, the first time I was so fucking nervous. Now I don't even read the notes. I don't even read the notes. I just swing it and uh, you just wait until you fuck up one of your lines, and then uh, I'll make a joke of it and just be myself. Hmm. <laughs> I suppose that leads us nicely into um, you saying I'll fuck up my lines and so on. Mm-hmm. You know what we do at this end? We do at the end, we talk about, like, you know, um, the various um, panellists. You have to give your opinion. And you know what? I, I, I have recorded mine, and I found this fucking hard when you've got to do it. it, it, it it's not. It's not easy. But... Rather than leaving me to last, I'll get you, me out of the way, so then you can just relax and talk about the other guys. So, off you go. Well, I, I took this quite literally. When you said, like, one line, I literally did just one line. You can that. expand slightly, if you like. Well, I, I try to be more you, you, You've got eight minutes. <laughs> Not for one person in total. Oh, no, I could go all day about you, Fergus, you know. Um, well, I just went with the, the, the phrase, perpetually tongue-tied. Because it always seems like you get someone's names wrong, or you, you get a bit tongue-tied, and it's all all, all part of the, uh, I think the, the I don't know the homemade not the homemadeness, but like not the, it makes it less sterile. Authenticity. Get, so, authenticity is the word I'm looking Let's for. See, I'm good at that. Because we're not we're not radio people. We're not uh, people who work in entertainment or anything. I mean. We're just Arsenal fans Our talking about Arsenal. By Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Exactly. Yeah. So you're perpetually tongue-tied because you you put your script in, and bless you, you do try to stick to it. I do. I do. I need to try and have a bit of order and control. So yeah. Um, Illusion of. <laughs> um, the deserter, old man oh. Trev. Yeah, I I brought Trev in. Um, yes, I, you did. I, and uh, what, I was, an, what an addition! He was a yeah, he was a brilliant addition, or oh, is a brilliant addition. He hasn't gone anywhere apart from to Greece. No, he's now going to be our Greek correspondent. Yeah, permanent Greek correspondent. Yeah, we've done this yeah. because of Brexit. 
Yeah, I'm sure it is because of Brexit. We, could, we couldn't agree about Brexit, so he's had to leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I, I love Trev. He's brilliant. Um, he kind of turned me on to going away, um, like European away trips, which some might think is about, you know, all of the losses that we've had is all Trev's fault, really, because he brought a jinx with him. Um, but I went to Portugal. Uh, it was his idea. Brilliant. But I, I, my, my line for him is he's like the Arsenal father figure. I never knew I needed. Yeah, that's 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 about right. That's about right. Um, Scunny. He's the northern gent, isn't he? Um, apart from when he's getting Jadis to shout up the arse. <laughs> Big Steve. Oh, Big, I love Big Steve. He's such a nice fella. And he's got such a nice voice, clear voice. I, I, I really, he really should be doing like voiceover work or something. It's brilliant. It's a really lovely voice. Well, I'm using the same mic he uses now. So, and um, it's it was um, his um, guidance on on. I come along and said, "Look, I need new headphones." He said, "Well, you know what?" And I got this hiss on my mic, and I had some cheap Chinese mic. He, and he pointed me in, in, in the direction of this. I spent more than I wanted to spend, but I end up, I've, I've got some good quality gear, and it really, really makes a difference. Really makes a difference. Mm. So, you get what you pay for, I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was all right, actually. Yeah. Boston Ozel, Mike Gungalvez. Uh I like Mike. Uh, I've had very um Have Have you limited... been on a podcast together? You know what? I think like maybe one, maybe two, but you know, you know, life changes and evolves, and he's not really been able to uh, come on anymore. Which you know, it's fine. We're life on the progresses. chat groups and stuff, and yeah, uh, I think uh, I like Mike. He's, he's he's got a good sense of humour and he's got a good outlook on life. I think I can't I can't knock the fella, <sighs> Manny. <laughs> See, Manny, I, I love winding him up <laughs> because he makes it so easy. But he is a, a top bloke. I, I can't, I can't. Uh, I'm one of those people. I, if it's something I find uh, a bit cringy, uh, I I'll just turn the channel over. It's the same with his poetry as well. Unfortunately, sorry, Manny. I, yeah, he, he's a lovely fella. Lovely fella. I, I do. I don't, I don't like poetry. I don't like people reading that poetry. It just it makes makes me feel awkward. Not I'm, just manies, just in general. I'm not. I'm not artistic, so it doesn't. I'm. I'm the guy that will will probably uh, heckle at a poetry slam. You know what? Yes, knowing you now, that as long as I've I've known you what about a year or maybe just shy of a year. And uh, we've had lots of chats, and we met lots of the football and stuff like that. Um, I would say, hey, oh, oh man, Trevor's just fucking messages. <laughs> That's what that ping was. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. <laughs> Something about uh, Solskjaer. What's he done? Is he fucked up and lost a game? Uh, yeah. Have Man United just lost? Are they really? I don't know. Hang on. Oh, this is staying in, by the way. Live. <laughs> Uh, in retrospect, by the time you all listen to this, yeah, yeah, th th this is on the second of April. We're recording this, and how the fuck they've lost two, aren't the Wolves? Oh, great! You know what? My little nephew in Boston, in America, who's given me loads of shit, and he will have to listen to this episode. Is going to get it large. Oh, tonight. you know what's even better though? 
it was a, they, they lost to uh, the decisive goal was a Chris Smalling own goal, and the bird shit eater got sent off. <laughs> Fuck him! Mind it's you, definitely. it just shows for us Wolves is a big game, big game. Oh uh, yeah, well I, I said that as well. It's probably the hardest um, hardest game we're going to have. Mm. Listen, getting back on topic. Um, let's go down under. Oh yeah, uh, I think the tagline I Max. put was yeah the the foul mouth gin slinging convict. <laughs> convict, that's that's all you need. Yeah. Oh, actually, foul mouth <laughs> as well works. Well, they use the this they they say uh, the see you next Tuesday on their on their rent cast. Um, like, we've got like, we've got standards, haven't we, Johnny? <sighs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Again, the illusion of yeah, yeah. But uh, anything further to add? No, I like Max. He's good humour. And you know what? He does He does have some good points. But I really do think we should try and keep his brother on. Oh, okay. yeah. You know, yeah, Toby, you got to come on. Because I've listened to a few, not all of theirs, because they go on for so, so long. And the times I end up talking to myself in the car, God, Toby, you're right. You fucking tell him. Tell him. He's talking bollocks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Trevor just replied uh, to a message I put on there. He said, "Don't forget to say what a pleasure it is to stand next to me." I think Trev, by the time you listen to this, you'll realise I've given you quite the compliment. <laughs> I think we all have. Okay. Listen, Johnny, this has been quite good. I've I've enjoyed. It. I hope you've enjoyed it. And listen, um, I've enjoyed having you and and all the other guys. But uh, this is your your one. Um, I've enjoyed having you on here. Uh, it's only been this season, and um, uh, hopefully many more seasons to come. And we've done a couple of little bits on Instagram. We've done um, a couple of little bits on uh, well, YouTube or Facebook Live and so on. But you like your football. You know your football. You love your Arsenal. And you're a good fella. And you're a good man as well. Because, as I said before, um, you were the man that we promoted... Um, the uh, reverse advent calendar. Um, you are the man who highlighted to me about Crystal Palace and their homeless campaign. And, you know, there are things that I like to do. You know, I'm off an age, my kids are offhand. I ain't got loads of money or whatever, like that, but, you know, I've got a, a tenner here, spare here and there, and I'd rather do give it to something worthy and genuine than, than not. So I thank you for... Um, pointing me in those directions and uh, I thank you for joining us here on Guns and Yellow Ribbons well, Thank you very much I do try to uh, lend my energies and time to worthy causes and um, you know, homelessness in London is one of Shocking. the things I uh, I feel quite passionately about and I do uh, I, mean, I used to go to the point of lending my chefing skills to big batch cooking for a street kitchen and I'm one of those annoying guys that will stop and actually talk to people um, who are sitting there. Have you seen their tits off. slightly slightly off topic, and we've only got a minute or so on it? Have you seen the Channel Four um, thing about sixty days, sixty days homeless? I I, I tried I tried watching it, but um, it, it's tough. It, it 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 does reflect some of it, but nothing can 
give you a better idea of what it's like to be on the streets than actually sitting and taking five minutes to talk to somebody and then literally seeing their whole face light up just for somebody giving them five seconds of their life. Literally just saying to them, fancy a cup of tea. Could I get you anything? Do you want a sandwich or something? Or literally just sit. You don't have to have to buy them anything. Just sit down and talk to them. Because they're human beings as well. They're just some people's stories. They they wind and twist like normal people, as you know. Certain perspectives would have you believe a normal is you know get a job, get a house, get a family, etc. But you know we're all pretty close to losing everything just through bad circumstances, one after the other, after the other. Bad run of luck can see you go from being very, very comfortable to being on the streets and thinking, how the fuck did I get here? Life is a house of cards. Exactly. And I've heard the story time and time again. It's quite, uh, it's happened a lot. Man loses his job. I do a lot of work mainly with uh, single single guys because they find it the hardest to get back into society. Generally Uh, ex-servicemen are convicts. Yes, the amount of ex-servicemen is is, an absolute crime. It wouldn't happen in other places no. in other countries Johnny we could we could go on for, for hours and don't get me started on no 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 no, no. And, and <laughs> listen listen we might do something about that maybe we can try and find something there are Arsenal fans that are you know homeless guys I, I don't know I'm just fucking putting ideas out there and this might stay in or, or not whatever but listen Johnny at the end of the day um, you've brought it back down to uh, being compassionate about fellow human beings and making it all about you know being human and about it's an Arsenal family and you're a good guy I don't need I don't need to promote websites Facebook whatever you've just heard Johnny 